Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. He and I will be on the call Saturday night of the Knicks and the Celtics. So I'm a Fritos guy. That would work well. And I normally would bring a 12-pack of beer, but let's be professionals here. How about that? By professionals, you mean a case. Exactly. That's fine. (laughs) I'm a a popcorn guy, so we'll see how good it is. By the way, just just, just, just get this straight up front, too. Like, I'm not a big beating guy and, like, you know, get over there at 5 o'clock and hang around the court guy. You know what I mean? I just want to get in there, call the game. Hopefully, it's a great, entertaining game. The atmosphere should be awesome. And then we get in, we get out, man, and it's still find the nearest watering hole. That's what it's all about. See, you and I, we're going to work well together. Listen, a guy after my own heart talking about mailing it in. Let's do it. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I will not mail in, mailing it in. I will go all in on mailing it in. You're the best. Absolutely. Joe, I'm great. I get taken for granted for that, too. It's ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 on the ESPN app, as well as on TuneIn. You know, the Celtics are just starting the second half exactly where they left off. They are they are mowing through people right now. This is This is really starting to look like a complete landslide in the Eastern Conference. Now, I shouldn't say starting to look like. It is a complete landslide right now in the Eastern Conference with the way they are playing. Last night, it pretty much disposed of the Bulls pretty easily. And I, I really am having a whole lot of trouble trying to figure out exactly who is going to stop or even remotely challenge the Celtics in the Eastern Conference right now. They have won 78% of their games to date. They are a ridiculous 26-3 and when playing at home. They're 18-9 and on the road. They're winning 66% of their road games. There's only two teams in the East winning 66% of their games overall. Them and the Celtics. And then in the West, Minnesota, OKC, and LA. The only teams. In Incredible what they've done this year. Point differential plus 10, number one in the NBA. That means if you take all 56 games they've played, on average, even with the losses included, they're outscoring you by 10 points per game. Insane. Who's going to stop them? Themselves. It's that answer. Themselves. That's the team that stops them from winning the Eastern Conference. They have some flaws they need to work out. And unfortunately, they can't really work them out until they get to the postseason. Because the problem for the Celtics, Joe Mazzulla and late game management. Stuff we've talked about with Mike McCarthy in the NFL time and time again. Now, Mazzulla was a rookie head coach last year, and he was stepping in for Ime Odoka, who had the situation off the court. It, it wasn't as if Mazzulla knew he was getting a head coaching job. It, it all came together rather hastily. But... It came together fast. He might not have been ready for it. He did a nice job, but he did not manage late game spots well. 
And at times, the Celtics seem completely lost in the final three to five minutes of very close games in terms of who was going to step up and do what. Jalen Brown, when he would be red hot, would not want to pull the trigger late in games. And then when he'd be ice cold, he'd be trying to do too much late in games. It was just all out of whack. That was part of the problem. Game seven against Miami, part of the problem. Game six and seven against Philly, if the Sixers don't completely implode, the Celtics don't even make the conference finals. So it's going to come down to Missoula and how the Celtics handle late game, high leverage scenarios that will determine whether or not they get through the Eastern Conference. Where is your confidence level that he has fixed those problems? Or not even fixed, where he has grown as a coach for his second time around, because I I agree that that is a real concern with him. I think some of the other things they have addressed, though, I I really like. Like, if Porzingis is healthy, I really like having Porzingis there as another offensive threat. I really like having Drew Holiday around. I know people were screaming and yelling about losing Marcus Smart, but I haven't heard that name in quite some time. I, I, the Missoula, to me, feels like the biggest issue. There was a game against the Sixers November 8th. They lost by three. I'm going through this because this was a talking point early in the season. And then I think there was a, a Bucks game. There was the Warriors game at Golden State. They lost in overtime. That was December 19th. And then where is that Bucks game as I go through the game logs? There it is. Uh, they got blown out, 135-102, January 11th. Those were the games that came to mind that they had mismanaged. The Bucks game, they kind of got walked over, but those other two were tight games late where they looked like the same team from the playoffs last year. I am of the belief that when someone goes through something the first time and they make mistakes, I want to believe that they're going to learn from those mistakes. I think that's how we try to raise our kids, learn to be resilient, make mistakes, learn from the mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. We've cultivated a society where we're going to come at you for making mistakes, which is just the worst way to approach anything. You should want to try. You shouldn't be afraid to fail. And when you do, rather than feel self-conscious or upset, you should be encouraged to go back analyze the process, see what you did wrong, and learn from it. That's how people get better. That's what we call growth in all walks of life. Parenting, marriage, sports, business, you name it. I would like to believe Missoula and the Celtics went through that last year, understood they mismanaged some spots, and they're going to work towards learning to be better. So I would tell you, to answer your question, my confidence is relatively high, but we have not seen any of it yet, so it is a great unknown as we get close to this postseason. Here's my issue with trying to pick a team. The Knicks are not healthy. I don't know what Julius Randle and OG Ananobi are going to look like if they come back, first of all. And secondly, when they do, how healthy are they going to be and how helpful are they going to be? That would have been a team, I think, could have pushed them if they were healthy going into the postseason. Obviously, the Sixers would have been right there with Embiid. That's obviously off the table now. I don't believe enough in the Pacers yet. Uh, The Miami Heat always find their way of doing something that just maddens you, but I don't think they're grinding anybody into submission this year. I say that at my own peril, but here we are. Cleveland, I'm, I'm, I'm just not there yet. I love their good young players, and I love having Mitchell there too. They, to me, feel like that team that is a considerable, not just in the standings, but in terms of what my perception of them is, a considerable step below where the Celtics are. So that leaves us with Milwaukee. And Joe, as much as 
I love Giannis and I, I, I really like Dame, I don't think they're going to be able to defend anywhere near well enough against the Celtics. I, I don't think there's any shot they could beat the Celtics with the poor defense that they play. And let's call it what it is. I understand that they're 14 games over 500. There is a level of dysfunction to what's going on in Milwaukee this year. And I'm not going to walk into that series and say, well, Doc's got an incredible advantage here over Missoula because I don't trust Doc. One no, bit. There are there are several concerns with Milwaukee, but their upside, their ceiling is the highest of any other team in the Eastern Conference outside of Boston, of course, because we're not really sure with Cleveland. Cleveland's intriguing because that first round matchup against the Knicks last year, I thought that was going to be one of the best playoff series that we got last spring. And they got pushed around like none other. They got bossed around. They had no toughness in that series whatsoever. If they learn from that, they are going to be a tough out. If they don't learn from that, if that's who they are, if that's their identity, a team you can push around, then forget about them. They're a non-contender whatsoever. But Milwaukee still has the ceiling, and Milwaukee has what? We're here in February, March, April. We got two months, two months worth of games until you get to the opening round and you got to figure it out. And we're not talking about them like we talk about Golden State and the Lakers where you have to go through the play-in. We're talking about them like a team that will be a top three or four seed. And everyone around them, outside of the Celtics, has vulnerability. So I think the ceiling there for Milwaukee is very interesting if they can put it all together. Because if they can, with that firepower, going against a Boston team that has come up short in some big spots, the opportunity will present itself. Right now it doesn't look great, but that's a good stock to buy at this point because a lot of people are low on the bucks right now. Well, this morning, you know, they were talking about this on Get Up. It's a great topic when you look at the Celtics and how that they have played this year. Wendy had the Bucks, Legs had the Knicks. So, I mean, I take it by what you're saying, it's Milwaukee for you outside of the Celtics just imploding themselves. I would looking at, I would look at, yeah, I think the greatest obstacle for Boston is themselves. Milwaukee would still be my pick because I think that ceiling is higher than any other ceiling. Some will say, well, what if Embiid comes back? I do not think the Sixers will be able to get right. I think he will not be 100%. It'll take too long to figure everything out. And ultimately, they will flame out like we've seen in the past. If I had to pick a team, it's Milwaukee. And that is not something I particularly want to do. I kind of lean more in the direction of nobody than I do Milwaukee right now. Well, then you should be placing a wager on Boston to win the East because it feels like you're quite bullish on them. Oh, I'm bullish. There you go. I'm bullish. And I'm excited to see them tomorrow night in person. That's going to be a lot of fun. That I'm I'm jealous of. Uh, It'll be Legs and myself calling the game on ESPN Radio. I'm very excited for that. And I haven't, God, I haven't been to Madison Square Garden in forever. So when you're calling the game on the radio, where is that booth located? That booth is up elevated. It's different in different places. It is up elevated at the garden in the 200s section. Okay. So not in the, you're not up in the nosebleeds. Uh, not nosebleeds, but not courtside. So I will have my contacts in, may even sneak in the binocs. Okay. May even sneak in the bunny. Detail-oriented man, a well-prepared man. I can get behind that. I do not like to do the game off the monitor. Feels like cheating. Okay. That's all. And if, if there's one thing that we know, I will never take a shortcut. An above-board guy through and through. <laughs> it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Listen, it was only 60 down in Florida when I was there, but your boy's in the mood for a pool party. <laughs> Did you go swimming when you were down there? No, it was only like 65 degrees. You could swim in 65. Come on, those pools are heated. 
I know, but there wasn't, it would be awkward to be a man by yourself just going swimming and nobody else is out there. I don't know what that is to me. <laughs> I'm very self-aware of when I can look really bad. And that would be one of those times. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. on your speedo. Chris Carlin in the his house. Put on those floaties and grab a margarita. It's a Carlin versus Joe pool party. You know, every time I hear it, all I think about is looking at myself in a mirror in a speedo with floaties and like a pair of those eye goggles. Uh, nobody it's wants that worst. visual. Come I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Well, you are that. We well, don't want to see that. Well, doesn't it say something that I don't even need the visual that they set up there? Probably. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. It is time for a pool party. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Joe will present a pool of options to a particular question, and I will answer back and select one answer out of that pool. Joe, the floor is yours. Well explained. Pool number one. Most pressure in Milwaukee is on who? Damian Lillard, Doc Rivers, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Doc. Doc, huh? Yeah, I think it's on Doc. I don't think there's going to be any of this, you know, came in middle of the year. Oh, my God, I was getting my head just straight settling into this situation. None of that. Doc's the pressure because he's walking in to take over a team that's expected to win a championship. Dame's an amazing player. He hasn't had a good two months here. He's been in a slump. 
And there's very little pressure on Giannis having already won one. See, I think it's Giannis. I think Giannis went from babyface and he's teetering on the verge of transitioning to heel, mm. right? Like we're going to see a turn here in WWE parlance. Uh, the, the coaching changes, the, well, you know, I want to see the team competing until I, I'm not going to sign until then. So Lillard comes in. Now all of a sudden it's not working. You get rid of Adrian Griffin. Now Doc Rivers is in. Like what's going to happen? You're going to blame Doc at the end? You're going to leave at the end if it doesn't go well? Like good, good night, Irene, if that ends up happening. The baby face, future face of the NBA could turn heel in a hurry. Pool party number two, ESPN.com has an article with, quote, Bold moves in free agency and the draft for all 32 teams. What would you most like to see from this article? Number one, the Jets fire head coach Robert Sala and hire Mike Vrabel. Number two, the Bills trade wide receiver Steph Diggs. Number three, the Bears draft Caleb Williams and keep Justin Fields. Uh, I would say I probably want to see the Sala move for Vrabel, even though here's the problem with that. You can't get the assistants right now, a great uh, selection of them, because everybody's already in place. The music has stopped on that game of musical chairs. Uh, I don't want to see the Bills trade Stephon Diggs. I, I, I do want Josh Allen to have nice things, and I want Stephon Diggs to have nice things. And I think they can make it work together. How about that? Said something nice about Buffalo. There you go. I don't want Caleb Williams and Justin Fields in the same place. It's not fair to either guy. That would be hilarious. To me, that would be hilarious if after all of this, the Bears do what no one in the world is thinking. Everyone's saying, hey, you either keep Fields or you trade him and draft Williams. Uh Uh-uh, everyone. Uh Uh-uh. We're the Chicago Bears. We're keeping Fields and we're drafting Caleb Williams. Oh, so do I want that for chaos? Well, yeah, then I want that for chaos. I'm sorry. Your time has come and gone. It is my time now. You chose Bill's trading Steph Diggs, which is the least appealing of any of those things when it comes to sports radio topics. You did pick Salah? Yes. I would fire Salah and hire him. But you talked about how unappealing it would be because he wouldn't be able to hire his guys. what the problem is with it, but I would still do that above the other two. But I forgot to root for chaos as it's normally what I would do. Yeah, I was like, the chaos angle is pretty fun here. But but you get plenty of chaos in New York. All right, pool party number three. Who is more likely to win another NBA championship? LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. Evan has put none of them as an option. I am not going to present that option to you. I am getting rid of that option. You have to pick one of the three. You reject the premise, and I love it. I would go The idea that, oh, we're going to give you an out here. Here's a good question with an off-ramp. No off-ramp. No. All all gas, no brakes. Exactly. See? See what you did there? Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is a lot more likely to win an NBA championship before the other two right now. Unless the other two get moved into much better situations, I obviously feel really, really good about where the Clippers are right now. It looks like it because he has the best shot right now, and it also feels like with them opening the new arena next year, Balmer's going to spend money. He's going to have another good opportunity. I would not sleep on Steph Curry, though. I would not be surprised if somehow, some way, if it all goes south in Milwaukee, Giannis and Steph decide to team up. Just throwing it out there, just for fun, because it's a Friday. Pool party number four, the AFC West team that can dethrone the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos. Uh, I can't get an out here and say none of them. Well, does this have to be this year, Evan? Who's most likely to? He says no, so maybe we'll give it a two to three. Who's the most likely to dethrone them in the next couple years? Most well, likely. then I'd have to say the Chargers. I'd have okay. to go on the, on the Jim Harbaugh. Uh, bandwagon there because as much as I don't particularly care for him 
He's a great coach, and I can't deny that. And the guy produces results, and he's done it in the NFL. Absolutely, it would be the Chargers, especially since he has the quarterback already. Hard to argue given Harbaugh's track record, given the quarterback point you bring up. We find out today the salary cap in the NFL this year is going up more than was anticipated, another 10 to 12 million more than was anticipated, which really helps a team like the Chargers, who were going to be somewhat, I don't want to say cash-strapped, but they didn't have a ton of cash to spend this offseason. That's a big benefit to them. Austin Eckler headed for free agency. Keenan Allen not getting any younger. Defense, very porous in the last few years. Feels like they're set up best to knock them off. Mm. Pool party number five, the team most likely to repeat. So these are champions most likely to repeat. UConn men's college basketball, LSU women's college basketball, the Denver Nuggets, the Vegas Golden Knights. Denver. Denver. Wow. With UConn being a close second, I would go Denver. I think they're just rounding into form here in the second half of the year. And I do think that the Nuggets right now are a flip-the-switch team. I go Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. They've struggled on the road, but maybe they do flip the switch. I would go with UConn men's basketball. I think that's an easy out for me there. I yeah. think this team is better than what we've seen last year. I know they lost to Creighton this week. We called that on this radio show. I think they shellack Villanova tomorrow in a big bounce-back spot. How about Absolutely Dan Hurley the other night? How about Dan Hurley the other night walking off saying to the fan, the student, I will knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? He will. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they're... Uh, <laughs> All right. Pool party number six. The team that will select third in the NFL draft. It's currently slated to be the Patriots. They are an option. Most likely to select third, however. Patriots, Falcons, or Giants? Patriots. I don't think they'll trade the pick. I think they will draft a quarterback. It'll be too good to pass up. Because... Unless you are just fully locked in on what it's going to look like next year and you think you're going to have a bad season and you're going to be back in position to draft a quarterback again, I don't know how you can pass it up if you feel that good about whoever it is at third. So I... I, when you have Mac Jones in that spot, I absolutely expect the Patriots to make that pick. I, I would go Patriots because with the Giants, I find it fascinating that we're having this conversation. So just to be clear, Brian Dable, who gave the big endorsement for Daniel Jones, and then one year later when he got hurt and they struggled, now suddenly you're going to turn it over to him to trade up and bring in another quarterback? Why'd you give Jones the money to begin with then? Makes no sense. The new coach liked him. You re-upped him. You ride with him. That's how it works. You don't just bail after part of one season to trade up. So if the Giants would do that, fascinating decision-making coming from the front office. Falcons, I would love to see trade up, but they could go get a guy like Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins, and then it would become moot. So the Patriots most likely by process of elimination. Pool party number, I believe this is seven. The best value when it comes to food. The best value when it comes to food. Fast food, fast casual, hibachi. All right, first of all, hibachi, I think we've covered this before. I like to see innovation. Our guy Howard the other day, innovative. Firing off fireball shots in a t-shirt cannon. That's innovation. Yeah. Hibachi has not changed in 30 years. Not one bit. We get it. You can make an onion tower. Good for you. I, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> so they, they they need to up their game to get back into exactly. your good graces, okay? They, because I don't feel like I'm getting value otherwise. Uh, fast food. Have you seen what the prices are on fast food these days? Are they a lot? I have oh, not seen. Oh, they're a seen. lot. They're a lot. I would go fast casual here. Uh, slightly more than fast food, but not as much more as it used to be. I can tell you that. Now, is all fast food, I'm going to bring in Handman and Evan on this, is all fast food getting to be too expensive this now, thus 
destroying the value in the fast food. Evan, yeah, I'll start with you. That's how they got on this topic. This on is the morning show. Like, okay. yeah, Pat did in his segment every day, 7:45, sponsored today by Joe Fortenbaugh. Yeah. I'm over it. He said he was over the price of fast food, that it's too expensive across the board and there's no value to where they got into the conversation about is hibachi the biggest value in food? Oh, hang on a second here. You sponsored the show by yourself? Yeah, yeah. And if you actually look at the mic, when I appeared on the morning show today, we actually put tape over the Carlin part. It just said Joe. It's a tremendous sponsorship. Wow. That, I flip on first take, I can't even get a mention. Listen to Joe's radio show from Molly. Molly is my friend. I mean, I get no love. Okay. No nothing. I would like to jump in on that. Um, She has routinely talked about how much she loves you at the end of that segment. She has gone with our our good friend, Chris Carlin. She says that all the time. So if that was not not said today, I would let that slide only because so many times she has talked about you and how much she likes you. It's a very nice endorsement. Uh, It's very hard to stay mad at Molly. She is the nicest person on the planet. And as we do that, we now pivot your brain away from the fact that I blocked your name out for my hit this morning on the radio show. No, I remembered it. And I remember every. Uh, the fast food conversation. I, my mother is 91 years old. She cannot remember a damn thing. She knows every grudge. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> down to Mrs. Hinchliff in the third grade with me. Absolutely. Wouldn't let me go on the field trip to McDonald's because I didn't bring my permission slip. No slip, no trip. You may as well go home now. I, I still believe Chick-fil-A is a hell of a bang for your buck. Hell of a bang for your buck yeah. Yeah. when it comes to food value. I didn't say I'm not going and eating them. <laughs> no, 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 none of that. None of that. All right. There we go. That's a good little, we get to the bottom of that. But And, and Pat also anti-hibachi, if I'm not mistaken. Anti-hibachi. That's how the that whole morning in. show producer crew anti-hibachi. Apparently, like, Keyshawn once took them all out during when it was KJM days for hibachi. And Pat, like, ordered off the menu from the kitchen. He didn't want to cook in front of him. Very odd. Wow. And, and, and they're all upset, despite the fact that someone picked up the tab for them. Possibly. He did not pick up the tab? No, he did. It's I don't know that they were upset. They just ordered differently than I would if I went to Hibachi. Okay. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Do Actually, we, we won't. I'm going to move I'm out team, of sight, yeah. out of mind. I'm team Hibachi. Evan Cohen, you ever want to go to Hibachi? You can take me. You're paying. <laughs> Again, people bailing on our show left and right. First you, now Evan. I'm going to be left here alone in the foxhole. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN <laughs> Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in. College basketball action Tomorrow, Arizona hosting Washington, presented by Robin Hood. Coverage begins 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It is a huge day in the NFL, whether you realize it or not. We had a little breaking news earlier today. But what teams was it the biggest for? That is after I tell you about our friends from Indeed. And boy, are they happy I am back from vacation for a couple of days off. (laughs) Were you reading the Indeed spot while I was Oh, and I was doing it in tremendous fashion. I can't control this, folks. If you want your money back, (laughs) talk to somebody else. It's a perfect time to gear up, connect to quality candidates, and there's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Next to hassle, start hiring indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, whether that's Justin Fields. Arthur Smith is the new offensive coordinator of the Steelers. He had massive success in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill and Justin Fields, in my opinion, have very similar skill sets. You don't need Fields. Stay with what you got. Get him another receiver. Get him an explosive tight end. Give him another tackle. Give him a guard. Have the ability to protect him. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Steelers are going to do at quarterback. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motors when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer, joins us uh, in studio right now. Jeremy, it's Chris and Joe, so let's just start right here with the he news. He knows. We just shook hands. We're sitting next to each other. He knows it's Chris oh, That's and a Joe. fair point. That's a fair point. I feel point. pretty good it's about Chris that. And Joe. Yeah, he's, it is indeed Chris and Joe. It's the reporter like has the information, just in case you were curious. Here's the thing. It's times like this that just feel so isolated. And you don't do anything to really help me as my partner. Quick follow-up. <laughs> is yeah. your last name Carlin? It is. Okay. I'd like to revisit the phone call you had in the break about oh. what you were doing <laughs> because you had a different name of something you were checking in on, and I wondered if I had been bamboozled all this time. Yep. Yes, hey, I've been I'm, lying to you for I've months. I've been in the booth with uh, Chris many times. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Oh, yeah. According he's, to what everyone else has said. <laughs> he's, he's like a facilitator, like a point guard. You know? it, yes, that's me, uh, who shoots a lot, too. Absolutely. Um so the news earlier today, Jeremy, uh, first of all, we're going to get to Justin Fields in a few minutes as someone who's covered Pittsburgh and understands that organization as well as anybody. Um, but let's start with the salary cap getting uh, bumped all the way up to $255.4 million, higher than most teams uh, might have expected, at least according to reports. So yeah. uh, what was your reaction to that news today? Well, the reaction is I collectively hear all the agents of NFL free agents that are jumping up and down right now very happy. Uh, the players that are going to get franchise tagged, they might not have been happy about that, but now they're happier because the number will be bigger. You know, take Brian Burns in Carolina 
uh, pass rusher, linebacker, $24 million now. That's a bigger number than people thought. Ooh. So you're in a pretty good spot, you know, even if he wants more than that, but at least it's more respectable. You know, Antoine Winfield's safety with Tampa Bay, his number will be 17 now around there as opposed to like 16. So it's a good swing for all the players, for sure, where people thought it was going to be more around 250. 255 is a nice bump, and you know the teams will be happy too. Look at Dallas; they got to try to re-sign Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb. They need the space in a big way. Kansas City, if you're trying to sign Legarius Sneed, Chris Jones, need it in a big way. So that's that's what we wanted to drill down on because you look at the teams at the top, like the Bears have a ton of space, the Commanders have a yeah. ton of space. Now they have even more. Yeah. So people would think it benefits them. It benefits the teams at the bottom more, doesn't it? Because this yeah. gives them windows to continue keeping together these great rosters. Like if, yeah. everyone was hoping the Chiefs would have to decide between Jones and Snead. Now they might not have to. Correct. It's still going to be hard, but it's less difficult. And you look at the Saints, right? They were at one point, I think, $80 million over the salary cap. They do this every year, right? Where they restructure five or six yeah. contracts. Like they we'll just, just restructured- kick this can down the road. <laughs> yeah, they restructured Derek Carr's deal, got him $23 million in space, where they probably would have done those moves anyways, but now the cap is a little higher. Uh, and maybe they anticipated it being 255, but at least it gives them a little more wiggle room. Maybe we don't have to cut that extra player or restructure that player, or it gives us a couple million here to allocate for a guard or a safety or however you want to use it. So it does help everybody except for, you know, the owners that have to pay the players, but that's, you know, they're glad to do it at this point, you would think. Jeremy Fowler with us, ESPN senior NFL writer. So who do you feel like benefits the most from this? So, excuse me, like we said, kind of those teams that that preciously need cap space, you know, the bills come to mind too. Like I look at the bills and people have been talking about this kind of around the league. Like how are they going to maintain what they're doing? Because they were about $50 million over the cap, and they have like nine or ten really key free agents, maybe not superstars, but key starters that are that are out. And so this gives them a little wiggle room to try to to re-sign some guys and, and to stay competitive around Josh Allen. Uh, we talked about Kansas City and Dallas. It certainly helps them. Um, it helps. Really, the money usually goes to offensive linemen, defensive linemen pretty early. You know, so if you're like a pretty good guard, you're now maybe making $15, $16 million a year on a new deal, you know? So it, it really helps those like top 20 to 40 players uh, that maybe won't get the top of the market money, but they're going to be in a good spot. It helps Mike Evans for sure. Yeah. Because if, you know, with Tampa, you know, because he might test the market at this point, and I know he's older, but you're going to have probably Michael Pittman, receiver in Indianapolis. He'll probably get franchise tagged, I'm guessing. T. Higgins in Cincinnati definitely will get franchise tag, from my understanding, unless something changes. So Evans would be really the top guy, ready to go sign somewhere at a huge number. Pittsburgh Steelers, we were um, debating this earlier today. If they were to make a move for Justin Fields, do you think that move comes with a new contract, or do you have the ability to say, we're going to give up the pick, we'll bring you in, and we'll test you out, and then if we don't like it, we'll move on? Yeah, certainly there is precedent on both sides you can bring them in and do the deal immediately or you can wait now he's only three years in he's got the fourth year of his rookie deal left and a fifth year option that they can apply by may 2nd so my guess is that there will be some sort of correspondence with his new team assuming he's traded and fields representatives like okay here's how we're going to handle this you know we're going to pick up your fifth year option that might be the branch right we'll do that so that gives him two years of security and then down the road we can revisit on a contract extension. I don't know if they need to do it right now. I most would agree he probably hasn't proven enough to get that like contract right now after three years in the league. We have to do it, right? Like that was the case with Burrow. That was the case with Justin Herbert. But that's not the case with most quarterbacks, right? 
So if you're a top five, top ten guy, it's it's sort of guaranteed. Hey, we got to get this done. But I think right now, in Fields' case, they can wait if they want to give him another sort of prove-it year in their system. But knowing that they're picking up the option, which gives them a, a second year with a new team, a fifth year overall of you know good guaranteed money in the twenty-something million dollars. Jeremy Fowler with us. I mean, you've covered this team. This has never felt like the kind of a move that this organization would make. Is it their best option? Is it the likely way that they're going to go in your estimation here? I'm not totally sold on that yet. Um, I certainly think there's an option with Fields. I think they like Fields. I think Russell Wilson could be tempting because you're looking at a player who could be uh, required to pay a million dollars a year to acquire. I mean, you could pay him the league minimum because of all the money that Denver owes him that is guaranteed. So they cut him. You know, he could go sign elsewhere and say, hey, I'm going to sort of stick it to Denver and sign for a million dollars with Pittsburgh and you have to pay the the other 38 million. He can do that. Like, that's my, that's possibly how this plays out. And that's going to be tempting for a team that wants to allocate resources and money elsewhere. I, I don't, it's weird with Kenny Pickett because he was clearly benched at the end of the year for Mason Rudolph, but he had one bad year but showed promise in the first year. Are they ready to give up completely? I'm not totally sold on that yet. Um, I need to find out more at the Combine. Maybe we'll get more clarity, but I don't get that sense that they're just ready to dump him and move on. I mean, they, there's a scenario where they could re-sign Mason Rudolph, bring him back, compete with Pickett. You know, that, I, I could see that as a scenario, but I, I do think they're exhausting all options, too, with some of these more exotic players that you're mentioning. Shrimp cocktail guy at the Combine? You know, I'm coming around. Coming yeah, around. That's good to hear. Still still kicks you in the nose, you know. Oh, I get you. you oh, yeah. But I like it. I do like to to cleanse the system. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. He's Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL writer. Appreciate you stopping by. Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. very much. A huge weekend in the NBA for the best team in the East and potentially their biggest threat. It's on the way next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, last time we did one of these, we gave you Creighton over UConn. So let's see if we can continue to dig out of the mess that we have created for ourselves. We're going to go to the UFC. Fight night, Mexico City tomorrow, ESPN+. Plus. Main card starts at 10 p.m. Prelim start at 7 p.m. I'm going to give you two fights, the main event and the co-main event. In the main event, we're going to go with the underdog, Brandon Royval, plus 240 over Brandon Moreno. It just comes down to pricing. It comes down to pricing. Moreno is somewhere around minus 300. This fight is much closer, or at least in my opinion, has the ability and the possibility of being much closer than a minus 300 favorite. This is going to be a war, by the way. So if you like this kind of stuff, this is going to be a fight you watch. Pizza Money number one, underdog, Brandon Royval, plus 240 over Brandon Moreno. In the co-main event, we're going with the dog as well. Brian Ortega, plus 130 over Yair Rodriguez. These two fought two years ago in the summer. Ortega lost because he dislocated his shoulder in the first round. Rodriguez is a hell of a fighter, but if you go back to that fight two years ago, Ortega was minus 190. Now he's plus 125. Too big an adjustment in my opinion. We see value on Brandon Royval plus 240 and Brian Ortega plus 130 in the co-main event. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the NBA lead in Boston Celtics storm in the Madison Square Garden for a Saturday night showdown against Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks. Team best put together to go guard guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, the Knicks. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern with tip-off at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed. Tim Legler and I will have the call on ESPN Radio of Celtics and Knicks tomorrow night. And don't forget on Sunday to tune in to NBA action. Sixers hosting the Bucks. It's with Kesty and PJ. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 12.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The Celtics are just absolutely running through the Eastern Conference right now. And I find this interesting. This morning on Get Up, Tim Legler uh, was talking about who else could be a threat to the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Here's what he had to say. If Julius Randle comes back and makes it back and he looks like Julius Randle the way he's played this year, I'm going with the Knicks. The depth that they have, how much, how hard they compete, they wear you out because they are just not going to give you space. You're going to have to kill them to put them away. And now they've got enough supplemental offense around Jalen Brunson. If they didn't make the, that trade and it was really just Brunson and Randall, I wouldn't feel this way because of the inconsistency of Julius Randall in the playoffs previously. But when you go out and you add firepower, you add a Burks, you add a Bogdanovich, and these guys have playoff experience collectively, they can make shots. They can give you a 15 to 20-point game in a playoff game in a big spot. They've added two of those guys. I love the depth now around their top players. If Randall makes it back, I'm going to say the Knicks. The depth has been terrific to add to this group. Bogdanovich last night had 20-some points, and he is, you know, instant offense for them off the bench. The Randall thing, I actually believe they can win without Randall. I don't know if they can win without Ananobi. I, I, I don't know if that's possible. Here's the other problem, Joe. They need that depth because Tom Thibodeau is going to run them into the ground. He is going to 
absolutely play them a ton of minutes here in the second half of the year because he puts a premium on regular season games. Yeah, but the problem is you can't get to the playoffs and play your starters, you know, 35 minutes and lean on the bench for the other 15 here and there. Like, you see as the playoffs wear on, the starters are playing 40 minutes regularly. The bench is shortened from 12 to, like, 8 max, and that's that. The starters are just going to war every single night. So if Thibodeau is going to run him into the ground, once again, here we go. When you get to the offseason, let's see what you've got left in the tank. The Ananobi injury is a killer because he was the transformative piece. He got there, and suddenly they became one of, if not the best defenses in the NBA during that incredible run they went on in the month of January. Then he got hurt, and, you know, they stumbled a little bit. And that's okay. That'll happen. But we saw what peak Nick could look like. Peak Nick was pretty appealing to me. I really hope these guys find a way to get healthy. I know that that's just an obvious statement, but put it like this. It's coming from a Sixers fan who hates the Knicks. I hate the Knicks, but I still want to see them in the playoffs because I think they could be fascinating for TV. And you think back to a couple of years ago uh, on the back end of COVID when they were good, they made the playoffs, and they're facing the Atlanta Hawks, and they didn't have enough in the tank. Like, they were not a great team that year. They were not even, they were a good team. They were an entertaining team. You had Julius Randle, who just had an out-of-this-world type season. But this team is much better when healthy than that team was. Like, that team I never really felt was anything more than an aberration. You know, just uh, almost kind of, you know, uh, what what's the uh, thing that you see? Outlier. It's not really there. Outlier. Uh, uh, aberration. Ab- aberration. Is aberration. What I said. Mirage. Mirage. That, Mirage. Good work, Evan. Evan had that. Yeah. Well done. How many English got, degrees between us? Got me uh, thinking of Las Vegas. At least Maybe one. Got to get out there. Check the garage out before they shut down for good. <laughs> when does that happen, by the way? I don't know. They 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 sold it to the um, Hard Rock Seminole Group out of Florida, and mm-hmm. they're going to turn it. The Mirage will be turning into the Hard Rock. They're going to build a giant guitar out front that I think is so big it's going to be part of the hotel. Like there's going to be rooms in this guitar. That's how big it is. <laughs> well, the good news is they won't charge a premium for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> It'll actually be cheaper to stay in the, you know, the attraction. Oh, you want to stay in the guitar? That's actually $9 tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. By the way, there were places, the rooms were, get this, this is Vegas for you. Mm. The rooms were free during COVID at certain places. Like you didn't have to pay for the room. You just had to pay for the tax. But when yep. you add up all the taxes, it was still like 45 bucks a night. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's that's how they that's how they fund stadiums. That's how they pay for things. The resort fee. Yeah, yeah. You, you 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 make the tourists pay for your you know educational system and everything else. That's why you don't have state taxes. What were we talking about? Knicks. You're on the call tomorrow night. That's got to be fun for all the calls and, and opportunities you get during the year. Nick Celtics at the Garden. I'm fired up for it. I, I am. I cannot wait to do it. How are you going to get down there? What's the logistics look like? Uh, I thought take, about. Uh, I, I thought about taking the train in. But I gotta wear a suit. You gotta do the Mad Dog voice. Uh, I will. Uh, here's and go to Princeton Junction train station. <laughs> takes you right into Penn Station. Underneath the guard, you could do that, or you're gonna drive in through the Lincoln Tunnel. And if you do that, it's gonna cost you seventy five dollars to park. <laughs> but you got a suit on. You don't want to be wearing a suit. Next thing you know, you're sitting some gum on New Jersey Transit. Perfect. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.